and welcome to the Not Super Great Podcast with JK and Carrie. I'll do this again. Hello, Carrie. <laughs> Hi, JK. You sound really excited to start off our show this evening. <laughs> no, it's just we don't have any other new way to intro. How you doing, Carrie? Okay, let me try to mix it up. I'm Holly and Jolly, festive and it's Christmassy time. Yay, that's very good. And ditto particular year in review episode this episode is the year in review 2020 television who says television anymore tv tv streaming, <laughs> streaming. i don't know what else do we everything call it? i think the only thing we're not going to talk about and i'll be shocked if either of you have a best of yeah uh from network television i don't have any oh yeah. Actually, no, that's a good point. I do not. I do. So. Oh, okay. That's oh, cool. Very do good. Do you hear that? That is our guest for the, the podcast. Sorry. Bridget. Bridget's back. Hey, B. Hey. Yay, Bridget. How you doing? Good. Good to see you guys. Are you having a holly jolly Christmas season? Oh, it's holly jolly. I mean, it's been the best holiday season, I think, in my life. It's been so great. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like uh, full of holly and jollies and mollies. Silver and gold. And <laughs> Rudolph. And yeah, Shim, I don't think I'm, yeah, I don't know. No, that was just a joke. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else that rhymed with holly. I'm hoping uh, to get my two front teeth for Christmas. <laughs> You're nut cracked? That's after, you, that's after I get the vaccine. There's going to be a lot of nutcracking, Carrie. That was good. That was really good. And I think on your end, too. Yeah. I hope so. You're Santa. There's a lot of nutcracker going on if, uh, around May, June, July, I feel. <laughs> so we're, uh, if you heard our last podcast, we were uh, talking about the best documentaries of the year. And now we're going to talk about our three opinions for... Uh, the best TV this past year. So it could be movies, series, reruns, what got you through uh, the pandemic, what's getting you through the pandemic. And I have a huge list. I did, y'all can go on Netflix and you can um, go to your settings and you could see what you've watched ever since you subscribed to Netflix. I didn't know and we it, could do that, man. I would have done that before this episode, darn it. Yeah, I didn't know that before this. I didn't know like a week ago, but I just yeah. found out. So I just did it before the recording of this podcast. Yeah. It is amazing to see what you watch yeah. and what your history is. Yeah. It is crazy. I bet. And I don't know if you guys agree with this because when we decided we were going to do this, I mean, we all liked TV before 2020. I mean, I feel like that was a lot of what we talked about anyway you know, our favorite shows or whatnot. But this year I was like, okay, what, I couldn't remember necessarily what was, <laughs> what was right. 2020? Right. When did it start? And I mean, yeah, I mean. Because was, I like, like, was like, oh, Fleabag. And I'm like, oh no, I looked that up and that was 20, a year ago. A you know? year, right? That and was, was like, what else? And I'm like, oh no, yeah. that was last year too. I'm like, oh geez. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't overall a super great year, in my opinion, because um, I think a lot of there was a lot of filler because people you couldn't shoot for the last 10 months, supposedly. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't a stellar year for TV or movies uh, movies. Of course, we are going to do a year end review of movies, but that podcast is only going to be like 30 seconds. So. <laughs> yeah. what does add up when you think about it, because everything 
television or movie related would have already been shot in 2018 or 16 that would have been released in 2020. So right. I right. really don't feel like that we've been deprived of any like television series that were released in 2020. Just oh, to be okay. Okay. <laughs> There's the contrarian we were looking for. Right, right. We should call well we, this won't have a real title like our other fun ones, but we will call another Bridget one the contrarian, I think. <laughs> what was one of the like craziest things you watched this year? I I'll mean, start out with uh Nate. It was a one-man show on Netflix. I can't remember darn it, I didn't write down the comedian's name, but she is in Natalie all Natalie something. She's in the oh, that was just for, released, right? Yeah. And I, does she do the Geico commercials? Yeah. Yeah. And she's the annoying nasally friend that is annoyed by all the guys hitting on her in the bar. Yeah. And um, she dresses up, she does drag as a man. And I guess the whole show is about sexual harassment. And you really got to watch the full hour. I don't want to do any spoilers or anything like that, but it is shocking, surprising, can't believe this is actually happening TV. And uh, I don't know if I recommend it or not. It's just so different. It's like a piece of art. It's like a, it's not really stand up comedy. It's kind of um, fringe fest. It's kind of something like yeah. they were, Fleabag started there as a stage show, one woman stage show. And this is kind of what this is. It's kind of like a one, one person stage show. Yeah. And I actually watched it. I have not heard of it but you talked about it johnny you didn't tell me anything about it other than i don't want to spoil it you just got to kind of watch it and yeah number one i won't watch the or look at the progressive commercials quite the same i give this comedian oh, it's progressive not geico yeah yes, her name is uh natalie palamides palamides yeah it's um i give her a lot of credit man talk about putting yourself out there she it was and you're right some of it was funny and some of it was like uh what the what the fuck but yeah um, I think most of it was what the fuck, but yeah, yeah, Bridget, you gotta watch it when you get a chance. It's just something like you gotta watch it all the way through. Yeah, I've seen the uh, I've seen the trailers for it, and it was like she's um yes, I need I need to watch it because I like I kind of like her character in the progressive commercials because she plays like that. Uh... Carrie, do you have a craziest one? My craziest was uh, Lovecraft Country. Oh, why is that? It was just, I mean it it was just <laughs> what it number one what the hell is happening what it there were aliens there was i don't even know that one episode where they were all underwater in that I, honestly i had to stop watching it after like episode five or six i couldn't it was too crazy for me yeah I, it was really crazy it was sci-fi drama it, was, it had a lot of undertones of um uh prejudice under yeah. you know storylines and yeah. yeah and i like you know i it's like there was tough. I don't know. It was just too much. Something about it was just too much for me. Maybe I'll try to maybe watch it again, but that was too crazy for me. They threw what, everything in in the kitchen yeah. sink, you know? Yeah. What I really liked about it is that H.G. Lovecraft was a um, science fiction writer who was known for being racist. So yeah. they kind of flipped the script and they made it all about. Um, I actually was one of my favorites. What I put down is like one of my favorites. Oh, see, that's a, that's a good yeah. So wait, okay. I knew it was based on that guy's writing, but I didn't know he was no uh, known reason. It was actually based on his writing. I thought it would be, but it was basically kind of like throwing in his face that it turned like they, because he's a science fiction writer 
um, they made it into a science fiction show oh. pointing out the the racial tensions and racism that he had in his writings, oh. not necessarily based on any type of story that he had written, but kind of. It was kind of like a, an amalgamation of all his short stories, like the monsters from one of them with the tentacles. The other one was like he they combined a bunch of his short stories, correct? Yes, I do believe so. I cannot say 100%, but yeah, I do believe that was like, that was the 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 essence of the show. It was like, yeah, you're taking all these monsters, but yeah. they're flipping the script and turning like a racial tone into it because he was a very, he was known to be a, quite a racist. Oh, okay, see, I did not know that. So that was a count point counterpoint. Dun, dun, dun. Bridget and Carrie. <laughs> Um, talking about like what was fitting in with 2020 and the pandemic and everything. Um, little sidebar, uh, I talked to you guys during this year, of course, and I'm just like, a few shows got me through, are getting me through the pandemic, but um, I had never really watched Bob's Burgers. Oh. And boy, <laughs> boy, did that get me through. I mean, oh my God. Wow. And I'm kind of glad I never watched it so I could watch 10 seasons of 22 oh episodes God. each. You watched all 10 seasons this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and uh, with on Hulu without commercials, so that helps a lot too. Paying the extra for no commercials. Uh, the intro is so funny. They always have a a store next door storefront yeah, that goes out of business. Funny in the beginning. Yeah, they have a rat infestation like van that pulls up and tries to get rid of like bugs and stuff, and that's a different oh one. And so it's just so clever uh, the names they come up with, and that's you'll never skip the theme because you want to see what they come up with. And then the three kids, the best episodes were with the three kids. Like the mom and dad were fine. But when the kids are with their friends at school or they're doing these adventures in their lives, it's just so creative. And the two women that write it, uh, they're actually going to do the um, the Deadpool 3 sound, uh, screenplay. So they I were there to write yeah. the, the screenplay. I didn't realize but, it was two women who wrote it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, I don't have their names here, but... it's Lauren. <laughs> Wait, go ahead, Bridget. You know, it's a, she. That one woman has done so many great animated series. Lauren Bouchard. I can't pronounce her last name. Oh, I see. Uh, I didn't realize that was. I didn't realize it was a woman. John, Bridget, and I am. We have loved the show for a long time. Oh yes. So, did you know what character Bridget dressed up as for Halloween one year? <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Linda. <laughs> no, I, Louise. My boobs are too big. <laughs> was it Tina? Yeah. Oh. Remember when oh Bridget God. was a brunette? She was the perfect Tina. <laughs> when was this? I want to see a picture. Oh my gosh! I don't even know if I have a picture. This is going back when. Uh, oh God! It's like going back six years. I had like the like the the bob, like the brunette yep. bob cut. I had like, a little blue skirt, <laughs> like like black glasses. It was so great. It's when we were working together because you we <laughs> you were dressed as Tina and I wore like a cow you know uh, costume or something. But it was so great. Clark knew who I was. <laughs> Carrie, was that the costume with the real udders? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. But yeah, Bob's Burgers is a, I watch that on reruns whenever it's on anytime. It's I so clever. The writing is so oh clever, and so smart, and it's so damn funny. If it's you're so not funny. laughing out loud a couple times during each episode, something's wrong with you. I agree. So, I mean, it's, it's taken like, like, I love the intro of Bob's Burger, which they kind of like taken from The Simpsons, you know, yes. like, change out the episode, but they made it even like better and smarter, where it's yeah. even more punny and more yeah. funny. Yeah, I'm um, not a big so Simpsons person, but I like Bob's Burger. I, but a lot they bigger than, like, better than Simpsons, yeah. And um, they kind of borrow that intro. Dad and all those, you know, and Family Guy, it's so much better than Family Guy, too. 
yes. Yeah, I'm family guy. I've always been kind of on the fence with, but there's like some moments. But One other show from the 90s so. that got me through was, uh, or getting me through, but I already finished it. Uh, Just Shoot Me. That's on Hulu too. They show. Oh some that's a retro. That's a yeah, retro. It's, retro. it's so 90s. It's so. Yeah, I 90s. love that show because I love, because it was in like a fashion studio or it was fashion magazine. And uh, I forget the name of the, who's, oh, who's the tall leggy brunette? Uh, oh, Nina was her name on the show, Nina right? Van Horn is the, the fashion editor. And the drunk fashion editor, you know, there's always, she was like Karen I from like weeks before her. there was Karen, you know? Yeah. That's who I wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you, know, you look like it tonight. <laughs> you nailed the I, part of I'm this. a big fan of David Spade, who has a new show, Netflix, after show, which was pretty good. See their urine review. Oh, That's on Netflix. Okay. It's with Fortune Themester and London Hughes, a new uh, British comedian. Really good. But David Spade is just so good. His whole like, you know, stuff that he does. And uh, uh, just run through these Golden Girls, 30 Rock. Uh, Bob Ross, Joy of Painting, put me to sleep many, many nights when I <laughs> could not fall asleep on my to own. Sleep with, a, with a brush in your hand. Yeah. Cougar Town was nice. Uh, just Shoot Me and Cougar Town are two that were like the early years were way better than the latter years. But 30 Rock is like one that mm -hmm. the early years are not as good as the later years. 100%. Yeah. And then one I just finished was a Miranda. It's a British uh, sitcom. And there's only about 12 episodes. There's three seasons and then two end specials. And uh, it it's out, off Hulu now, tomorrow. Oh, so I had to watch uh, it. No, on Monday, Monday it ends, yeah. But uh, Miranda, if you guys can find that somehow, it's just, uh, she was the original before Fleabag talking to the camera hmm. and making little jokes to the camera. And then on the last episode, she says goodbye, just like Fleabag. So Fleabag had to be inspired by Miranda. Well, I will say this. She was not the first to break the fourth wall. Did I say first? There's a lot of uh, other British companies that do break the fourth wall when they talk to the camera. So what are those? Contrarian. Do I have? <laughs> do so I you have, have to prove your point to me to be a contrarian. Uh, That's what I thought. So I'm going to you guys through the pandemic. I would, no, I, I would say uh, Monty Python. They have broken the fourth wall. Okay. Good one. I would say like a lot of British comedies, they have done that. I would not say a lot of American series have done it. It's curious that Miranda has done it. And then as well as Fleabag, both British comedies. So they're probably, maybe it's like a British thing of breaking down that. that right, voice. right. On your, on your suggestion, I did run through um, several episodes of Miranda. It's very funny. Mm. And the guy from Lucifer, who is so handsome. Oh, he's an one of the I'm shows that got you through the pandemic, Bridget. It got me through, yeah, yeah, I watched, I watched several episodes of him. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like, it's a corner and cheesy, you know, it's cheesy, yeah. but he's great. Yeah. But again, it's like one of those shows that, you know, you can tell, you can tell the difference between what's been um, produced for like Fox. Yeah. As opposed to like what's been produced for like the BBC or Netflix, like there's that different like production value. He's great in it. I forget his name. Um, I'm Ellis. Oh yeah, he's so handsome. But then everything else, like kind of. On Miranda, he was this skinny, 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 skinny Brit, and then on Lucifer, he's just like built up and he's like grown up and mature. And he's the best. He's the whole best. He's the best part of Lucifer because he's of like he's witted and. Uh, Have you seen the Netflix uh, ep uh, 
seasons though i'm not up to the netflix yet so is there a difference a good difference between the two fox so, and netflix the new the oh two, the new season no are, i'm not seeing i'm not i'm not that caught yeah, up yeah it's I, a lot of episodes it was a lot of episodes i've watched when i reviewed my netflix watching habits on my list i'm like wow i've watched a lot of lucifer you have like, to get through it all though because it, you have to because on each episode there's a long storyline about the gods and god and mother nature and his brothers that are good and bad angels and eating yeah, right. on it and you I have to like right. you yeah. have to get those little parts to connect the whole storyline but it is a cbs procedural too there's like a murder a week so you just yeah. gotta like go with it and it's kind of funny and clever too but it's like also probably made for 70 year old people, you know, that watch CBS. Yeah, it's, like really, it's, it's really fun and it's stupid. It's like nothing, none of the, the storylines do not make sense. Like how would this guy just show up? Right. And just, you know, cue into like some murder mysteries. But I'm like, I always like when he's meaner. If you murdered me, like, you could solve my murder. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I have my list of favorites that I'm saving, but ones that I guess it was just, I, I watched a lot of I Am a Killer on Netflix. Did you guys watch any of that series? No. I'm a sucker for the true crime thing. And there's something fascinating about people who kill people. And this. <laughs> there's a lot of other people that watch it, I think. Yeah. But um, I watched, uh, I watched a lot of those. I am a killer it, because they, I think it's a, a British company or documentary person. They come into these different jails in America and they interview killers and all these people are guilty. It's all, but they just talk about why they did it, what happened. And, it, and you know, like they're, some of them are in life, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It just sucks. Now, have you written any of them in prison? No, I'm not marrying oh. any of them or no. <laughs> I'm not a pen pal of any of them. So but none I, of them, when they get released, they're going to be living with you and your. No, I don't think so. No. no. But yeah, that was like a time suck for sure. Like I would watch those. I mean, yeah. How many are there of that? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Maybe two or three seasons. And then my other uh, one is Parks and Rec. I could watch that yeah. over and over again. Yeah, that's on my list too, Carrie. Parks and Rec. That, I mean, so good. What, I mean, why did I that get you? That would be, it's funny. Was, I don't know if you know a fun fact. I, w I worked with Jerry when I was in college at my uncle's company. Jerry. Jerry, Gary, <laughs> no, that's he's that they always give him his wrong name, right? Yep, yep. So <laughs> he's married to um, not Bo Derek, who Christy uh, Brinkley. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we used to work together. What did you do when you worked together? Yeah, and he, did you call him Jerry or Gary? <laughs> no, uh, and basically he would tell me what to do, so oh. I'd like go deliver packages, and he would just like sit there and like. Make me laugh. <laughs> That's cool. That's really That's cool. so awesome. Yeah, and they became really famous. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great that's a great show to watch. I do. I started watching The Good Place. Oh yeah, oh, very that's good. On my list. Do you like it? Yeah, I know John likes it. I did like. I mean, it's when you binge watch it, it gets like a little bit repetitive. So I think if I watch it like a little bit slower while I was like in release. Um, it's kind of like the same repetitive but i also love ted danson he's he's got a new show coming out called the mayor i think it's coming it's out kind of, it's like, it looks kind of like the same situation it does yeah it does and speaking of shows that were on hulu um one of my worst is devs it was a sci-fi thriller 
on Hulu. Oh. Did either one of you watch that? Oh, so horrible. Our previous guest, Mark, had watched it and we were comparing notes every week. It was so hard to understand. It was so lofty. It was super, I don't even want to give him a credit by saying it was super intelligent just because I didn't understand it, but it was so over your head and I still don't know what the show is about. And I watched every episode and I still don't understand the ending. And I don't know what happened to the character. No idea what so happened. Please do not watch devs. Please Hulu do not make a season two. Another, what did I say it was a guilty show that I watched. Oh, Emily in Paris. Yes. Is I love it. I don't care. Or, I'm sorry, John. Is that your worst or is that a guilty it, pleasure? It was a hate watch. Okay. I wouldn't say it was the worst, but it was not great. Okay. Yeah. I'll agree with hate watch. I, the visuals were beautiful. Paris was beautiful. The fashion, it was kind of like a little stupid, dumbed down uh, sex in the city. Yeah. I, I liked it. I watched it in like three sittings. They made French people look bad. They made American people look bad. Everybody looked bad, but yeah. their fashions all looked good. So. Well, some of the fashions did not look that great. It was like, you know, you know, when um, sex in the city Carrie would wear like these over the top, like crazy fashions, but they made sense. Maybe because like we were, this is like back in the nineties or early two thousands where it felt more avant-garde were now to me, like. The I think you're just mad that you were in Emily in Paris and you didn't <laughs> wear those outfits because you're locked in your apartment this whole year, contrarian. Sure. And uh, the men were hot. Ooh. Every man was hot from like the older guys to the younger guys, to the boyfriends, to the ex. The only guy I didn't like was the ex-boyfriend from Chicago. He was a true financial district douchebag, but I think that was the point. Oh, yeah. Do you have a guilty sure. pleasure, Carrie? Well, guilty pleasure or worse. To me, those are two different. Either or, either or. Well, the worst one, and I'm sorry to say, I think you guys may be like that, was Ratchet. I could, I did not like that. I could not. It was the storyline ever. The plot. I don't know what the hell was Did going on. Did you finish on. it? No, I stopped oh. after maybe. How many were there total? I don't. I oh, couldn't eight. think it anymore. And I it know. Was, I like, thought that was like one of the more on course for Ryan Murphy. Like I felt like even though it was like crazy, and he always has a bunch of like uh, uh, different characters that are coming in. I felt this is like the most controlled. Oh, that's Bridget. I felt the opposite. I was like, I don't even. Maybe I don't know what it was. I just threw a bunch of storylines in there for sure, but that's his thing. But I felt like there were far fewer storylines, and it was just beautifully shot. It, it was it beautifully was shot. I mean, from the hotel on the cliff with the ocean oh, to, the, cool. to those was, fashions. But Bridget should chime in on those fashions if she wants. Yeah, I just couldn't get past. Maybe it's not the storyline. Maybe it was the acting or the script. Something was totally off for me. I even for a Ryan Murphy thing, I couldn't. I couldn't get through that. I was okay with the, I was okay. It was like dumbed down. Who cares? Like I need dumb stuff that I can't really figure out or who it was. It was, I call it cotton candy for the brain. I was fine with it. And he packaged things up like in, in a, in a good, like little parcel at the end. It was, you know, it has like this, you know, um, sugary sweet ending, but then there's like a cliffhanger at the end. I really enjoyed it having been an American Horror Story fan for so many seasons. And then I'm just like, ugh, gave up after how many episodes? Um, so I you, watched, think, you guys think if I watch it all the way through, are you better or no? It's no, it just, sounds like you're totally against it. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the costumes. The art direction was beautiful. Cool. The cinematography, it was so retro, it was so bright. It was like, these Joan Crawford outfits. 
But the other thing uh, is, is that uh, Bridget turned me on to Hollywood too. So that was kind of like, it could be a guilty pleasure, but I really enjoyed it. Another uh, uh, Murphy show from Netflix. And I enjoyed every, that. One. He hires the best people. Maybe he doesn't have the best screenplays because he writes them himself. That's but it. he hires the best team. Not, maybe not the best actors either. Hollywood, the actors what? weren't great, but I loved how it was uh, positive. Like uh, it script. all ended happy for me for once. So Ryan Murphy's show ended happy. Everybody, no, you know, it was all a positive ending, which was really different for him. And I thought the same thing about Ratchet too. It turned into like a positive towards the end, okay. but then it's like ugh, a cliffhanger. Um, Hollywood. I liked as well, but there was like, I think when we first ta started talking about it, I was like, oh, it was kind of waning for a little bit, but then I ended up really liking it towards the end. And I loved how they just changed the whole, like what Hollywood could have been. Yes. There were like, uh, there were female producers, there were uh, mixed race yep. actors and actresses. I ended up really enjoying Hollywood. And I think that's what I kind of liked about Ratchet. It was just but yeah, I still, I, I really enjoyed it as, you know, as, as a, I just hate so many American horror stories right now. Cause hey, just, was like a, <laughs> so what was just, your, your least favorite Bridget before we go into our, my least favorite of shows. <laughs> think of like, I watch a lot of like reality TV. So that's been like a big disappointment. So <laughs> that to me is more of a guilty pleasure. Other than oh, I love it. I love um, like below deck, below deck. Oh, but you see, that's your love. Yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of trash TV. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. The one thing that I thought would be was one of the biggest disappointment was um, The Outsider. Oh, yes. good I agree. one. I agree. That's a good one. I, I mean, it was a great cast. Um, and I, I love Ben Mendelsohn because I have a really weird crush on him for whatever reason. You do. He's handsome, I know. he's handsome, but he's got these like sad eyes and he plays he does, all the time, but he was playing a sympathetic character. Did you like him in Rogue One? I wish he had more of a role because yeah. like in the previews, he had this like really great cape and I thought it was going to be more of a dick. Yeah. He ended yeah. up being kind of like a... Ugh. Was that a half cape? It wasn't even a long cape, right? It was down to his waist. It was like a half cape, correct? Half in, in the actual movie, it was a half cape, but in the previews, it was like a full cape and he was like walking on water. It was like, oh, you're so hot. And then didn't they cut that scene that you always like remember from the preview? Didn't yeah. they cut that scene from the Walking on Water? And you're like, we want we didn't we go see it together? And then afterwards you're like, I was like, where the hell is my boyfriend not walking on water? I spent $15 to see my boyfriend walk on water, and it turns out he's like a big wuss. He is like he just totally But the outsider, that was uh Stephen King. So yeah. that was disappointing. It was so slow. Oh my god. Off so good. Oh my god. It was so slow and it was just like, again, like with a lot of these HBO series, I feel like they, they could be cut down to like four episodes mm -hmm. yes. and then everything happens in the last episode and a half. And I'm just like, and then it's like craziness. I'm like you think Perry Mason could have been cut down. I, I enjoyed Perry Mason. That was like a middling one for me. I didn't finish it. Oh, I kind of like fell off it. Um, I like, I forgot the woman, the, the one who plays the, um, uh, oh yeah, the preacher. She's, he's from Black. Uh, uh, she's also gonna be. She was cast as okay. She-Hulk. She's good. On Disney Plus, they're gonna make that uh, uh, TV series. Carrie, uh, what do you think about Perry Mason? Did you like that one? 
I liked it a lot. I, well, I should say I like the beginning of it. I like the look of it. But that one too, like we're saying, it starts off good and then it kind of piddles out. I mean, I'll watch the next season. If it was just time. slow. It was just so slow. And I, really- I had nothing at the time. So it got me through a couple nights, you know. Yeah. McMillions was great as a documentary and The Vow was horrible. Yes, The Vow was terrible. The Vow started out really good and turned out horrible. McMillions was riveting every episode. What else is on HBO? That's all I've seen on HBO. Well, the other one that was a big disappointment for me was The Undoing. Oh, stupid. Worst ever. (laughs) Like, I still have bad taste in my mouth. I can't even watch. I was okay with it. I call that middling. It was a C. It was fine. I watched the whole thing. It wasn't great. It wasn't the worst, but it killed some time, you know? I give it a big, like, I had a hard time even, like, bringing myself to watch it just because. Did you finish it? I did. And I I hated myself for watching it. Because every time you guys hate something and I ask if you finished it, you guys are like, no. We did. Yeah, I'm like, think, again, what else do we have to do? It was terrible. Just and finish the series. For next year, finish the whole series, whatever you start. The last, the ending was so terrible. And first of all, Nicole Kidman, I am so tired of her, her Botox acting. forehead. <laughs> With her what? Botox forehead. <laughs> so I Botox. Could her. I couldn't. I couldn't. And then her, uh, <laughs> all of her jackets, couldn't stand them. And her. The jackets got more, uh, more uh, feedback on Twitter than the actual show did. <laughs> Got like more critical reviews. And they're like, who has that many dusters? Who wears like five different style dusters? And, and one I did comedian like- was like, why is it hitting the street in New York? Every duster is so dirty because it was dragging on the ground in New York. And so many plot holes. Like, why are you walking? Like, is she going from three o'clock in the morning to like seven o'clock in the morning in like Central Park and you're not getting killed? And then she was like drugged at some point, but they never like finalized like what happened. I will say uh, he was great though. He might win an Emmy for that. He was a great actor in that one. I thought he, uh, no matter he the screenplay, that? no matter what, he was you? a great actor in it. He did play. He was, he And was the kid was pretty good too. Yeah. He, uh, he was okay-ish. Hugh Grant, yo, he's been taking on some uh, anti-hero hero roles um what was there was another one i think it he was won, he didn't win the emmy but his supporting actor did the one about a uh, british scandal yes, he, yes that was a great on prime so if you could still watch that that's yeah that was i really i did like that that show and that was a maybe a couple years old and that was oh another one that was great too was fargo oh was, we're not on the good stuff though we're oh, on sorry the- sorry i was like yeah. on the bad stuff so um, while she's yelling at you we're gonna take a break and we're gonna refresh our drinks and go potty, and we'll be right back after these messages from. We don't have a sponsor yet. So oh, we'll we don't have a sponsor. How about uh-huh. Amazon Prime? You guys were just talking. Oh, Carrie, I didn't know that you had a sponsor. Usually, what the EP does is tell the one of the co-hosts who the sponsor <laughs> is. I thought I sent that to you in a text message. Just oh, that's so weird that you thought you sent it and you didn't. <laughs> so weird. Prime Video. Is that what it's called? Oh. <laughs> Okay, so it's Prime Video, and we'll be right back after these messages. All right. And we're back with the Not Super Great Podcast with J.K. and Carrie and our special guest, Bridget, talking about year-in-review 2020 TV shows, or as Carrie says, television. Television! And we're back talking about our uh, favorite shows. Uh, A couple, let's just go into Not Our Best Yet. Let's, I'm just going to list off a couple shows that I thought were pretty good uh, that um, 
did anybody watch Selling Sunset on Netflix? That's a reality show. Yeah. Bridget, did you like it? What'd you think about that show? I loved, hated it. It was yeah. great. That's a great way to describe it. And I, I forgot the, who was the woman with the uh, the long ponytail. Yeah. I hated her in the beginning, but I ended up loving her. She's nuts. Um, and then the one who married the uh, the young French guy. Yeah. Married. Oh I followed like, that guy and Instagram. Oh my God. I like him. Are they the same person? But they kind of look the same. Jason and something. And then I read that it's all super scripted. Like the one wife is having a horrible divorce from that guy from, from this uh, this Yeah. And I just love it. It's all, I don't care. It was a great, like, couple of nights watching life. it, you know? It was so good. And like, they're all, because there's like, because I read a lot about it. I guess there's like, those like the six, the six women who are like the most camera ready, pretty women. And there's like a whole slew of other women who like work for, but they're not camera ready, but those women are like not. There's there. people you hate. There's people you love. You root for people. It was a great reality oh. show. So much better than like a Bachelor or Bachelorette. Did you watch the the finale of? I think it was season two. Yeah, I watched it's all a, seasons. Yeah, all together. Yeah. I like because yeah, I think there was it was basically shot over like a six month uh, season or whatnot. But the the wedding of uh, what's her face ponytail. Yeah, was so good. It was so bad. It's so trash. It's like nouveau, nouveau riche, you know. Oh, like it, found money is like the trashiest. But I would be great as nouveau riche if I had some money. I, if I became into some money, I would be super rich and trashy. I would get some extensions and like whip my hair around. Yeah, yeah, hair, right? even more than you normally do. <laughs> Switching to uh, a high quality show on Netflix from. The low standards of Selling Sunset was unorthodox. Did you guys watch that? I did. I have not watched that yet. That it's is very good. It's a series, right? Uh, a, what is that called when it's a short series? A mini series? Mini series. <laughs> yeah. Or limited, right? Limited series? Limited. Yeah, sure. It was right. like maybe four to five, six episodes. That was very good, John. I agree with you there, man. That, uh, uh, the actress is Shira Haas, and I oh, think man. she won a bunch of awards for it, but she, this was like her first major role, and you'll see her a lot more, but it was so interesting. Uh, my guilty pleasures, because I'm looking at my list, so we're skipping around a little bit. Was, I thought uh, we were on our favorites, or guilty, what are we on? Two of my guilty pleasures to skip around were on Netflix, and it was Virgin River and Sweet Magnolias. And I needed a positive show like during this whole thing. And it's like two limited series of Hallmark. I, yeah. that it's totally a guilty pleasure. And I'm okay announcing to the world that I watched both those shows and looking forward to season two of each where Virgin River will be Christmas break watching that. And it's kind of like a Northern Exposure. Each like Northern Exposure oh, is Virgin crazy. River where it's kind of crazy characters yeah. within a small town yeah. where it's cold. And then Sweet Magnolias is literally um, Steel Magnolias come back. You know, um, it's a Southern slice of life, very strong Southern women. And it, they were like the dining room? Kind of, a little bit, not as funny. Oh. It's more of a dramedy. It's more like a uh, uh, designing women, Grey's Anatomy, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, Shonda Rhimes type show. Yeah. But it was good. It was good. I liked both of those. Some other shows on Netflix that I just want your reactions to, if you even saw them, was uh, the second season of The Politician. Oh, yeah. I, I like that a lot. 
I like that. I did like it a lot. I did not want to like it. I have to say, I don't like what's her face, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, but the opening scene of the second season in which she's wearing this uh, green caftan with a scarab necklace, I have been looking for that somewhere online. And where would you wear that right now? I'd be wearing it right now. For the next cool. part of this. So you're like the Mrs. Howell, like you have nowhere to go on this island, but you're yeah. just wearing your caftans. Yeah. That's what I would wear. Another guilty pleasure is Southern Charm, which is yeah. one of the best worst shows. Um, well, I guess all the reality TV on Bravo is my favorites, but the politician was great. Mm-hmm. Um, when Bette so, Midler took center stage and uh, Judith Light, Judith Light, yes. oh God, yep. lovely Karen and uh, housewife prostitute from One Life to Live from the 80s. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say, Who's the boss? Yeah. Then she went to Who's the Boss? So and she went from a housewife prostitute to a president of her own agency and who's the boss to a senator in the politician. Well, and to segue back to, well, not even a segue, but Judith Light on um, Who's the Boss? What's her face? Uh, what her, the name of her character? Like, that is what I wanted Angela. to do. Angela. Angela, yes. Well, they're also names of my ghosts in my house, Tony and Angela. But... Uh, just the fact that she was like this bike power with the power suits and uh, who's the boss. I'm like, this is what I wanted to get into advertising and look at me now. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. literally are Angela from who's the boss. <laughs> yes. Wait, where do we get Tony Danza? We, we, we need one of the, I need one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I need a Tony Danza. <laughs> we all need a male housekeeper. Yes. A hot male housekeeper. Yeah. And we will, when all of this stuff goes back to normal. Yeah. Uh, the other couple that I want to throw out there is uh, Dead to Me season two and Afterlife season two. What'd you think of those? Those are both um, my favorites. Not my top favorites, but in my favorite. I like Dead to I like Dead to Me. I thought it was it was that was good. It wasn't like that great. I love the writing in that. Uh, I love uh, what's her face. I love the sarcasm. Yes. The dry sense of humor. Yes. It's very yes. Carrie. Would sardonic be a good word for that? I can't spell it. Usually I make our guests spell the words they're using. I cannot spell that. Yeah. Afterlife, I I thought season two was good too. I was in love with season one. Yeah. Uh, Rick, Ricky Gervais probably can't do anything wrong with me. And I liked Afterlife too. I know um, some people did not, but I I went with it and it got, it was one night of great TV in my opinion. Oh, is that the one where his wife passed away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I started watching it. Very uh, mad at the world. And his wife was a positive. He was a negative. And he always treated people like shit. And over the two seasons, he becomes less gruff and more easygoing. And he doesn't necessarily, he isn't necessarily nice, which is unrealistic. If he was, that wouldn't be real. But he is opening up to other people being in his life instead of just having his wife in his life. I see. And moving on because he's suicidal and for season one and he moves on from that because he didn't want to live after his wife died yeah i think i i think i started watching the first season last year it was just it's a little like how i feel if carrie kicked the bucket first (laughs) how do i carry on the podcast how do i stay so positive because i'm one of the most positive people in life you know (laughs) how do i stay this positive and yeah you just had to find a positive person right right yeah (laughs) You have a long list of possible co-hosts. I know that. I want to say no. I don't know. Any, I don't know really a lot of positive people. Well, that, another, that, was, that was pretty positive. 
another uh, on everybody else's list, like the big wigs of uh, TV critics and stuff. Never have I ever by uh, uh, Mindy. Oh, Keeling. Yes. Mindy Keeling. You guys watched that one? I did. It was. Yeah, I love that. that. Very enjoyable. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought I wa- I think I watched it like in two two days. Yep. Yeah. Two yeah. I think JK, I think you actually told us about that when it was happening. Because yeah. I would sometimes, you know, when it's like those um, I guess you would you call it like a high school drama yeah. or like a growing yeah, what is it like? Yeah. Teenage. You know, it's like, oh, it's been a little while since I've been there. But gosh, they're so good. Like that and uh sex education. Sex education. That's, yeah. It's like, they're both kind of, to me, it's like, why do we care about these high school kids? But they're so yeah. well-written and they're so, these, it's such a different time than when we were in high school. It's like, what the hell? Never have I ever, though. The characters were so engaging to me and yes. relatable. And uh, the cousin, uh, her cousin that moved in with them was very relatable. Yes. And uh, Mindy Kaling did a great job. She did a yep. great job. It was great. I it really was such it. a good show and I can't wait for season two. I did. Um, I did really enjoy that. I mean, but if, if you're going to compare that to sex education, I really love sex educa- education. I did not like that. I didn't get through. I could not get through it. Why do you like it? Uh, I think his name is Paul Butterfield or something. Uh, he the main kid, Bridget. Yeah, I, I like him. I like um, the whole uh, sexual stories with, within all the different characters and how they all are going through their own like sexual identity. Yes, the premise um, of it is great. Like his mom is the sex therapist right that's what i felt and yeah she's a smoke show oh my god bridget jillian anderson she is good and her that guy that she hooks up with the 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 handyman okay i might go back for a third time over break then i mean i really i loved it and i love i love my british comedies you know i'm crazy about my british comedies it's a it's comedy but it's not really it's really dark and it goes into dramedy dramedy yeah, it's, for sure, Germany. You know, you're, there's the, the conflicts between their interpersonal relationships between like heterosexual friends and homosexual friends, and then him being outed as being a therapist and how people get so. It was, I thought it was done really well. Me too. Life is a drama deal, chum. <laughs> what? It's from Cabaret, Carrie. You're oh, not saying it. You, Bridget, would know it right away. Life oh. is a drama deal, charm. Welcome to Cabaret. The drama date of 2020. Uh, I think it's on, well, it's not one of them, the streaming ones. It's called Pen 15. Mm. I don't know if you've seen them. I it heard is. that, Bridget. That's on my list to watch. And it's, it's, um, if you spell it back, you know, like you type in something into your calendar or your calculator when you were a kid. So you spell it P E N one five, it spells penis. Yeah. Oh. So it's about these two girls who are growing up in the 90s and it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, you're a little bit older than the 90s generation of going through high school, but it's this comedic duo of these women, two girls who are, they're playing themselves in their 30s, but they're, they're playing themselves as 15 year old girls. It's yeah. so awkward and uncomfortable. That's on um, the list for 2021 then for me. It was, it was, I loved it. Yeah. It was I'll not, probably uh, hate it, but really discuss what your role is. Are you saying That's she's producer? <laughs> it sounds like you need to sign a release form and you're fired. 
oh, there is no release form. So she can write a book, which would be super riveting about the behind the scenes of Not Super Great Podcast. So there's the morning show, which was too bad that was 2019. That was one of my favorites from last year. But Carrie, I bet you you write a screenplay that's just like the morning show on Apple TV Plus. That's just about two co-hosts that used to work together. And it's called the Not Super Great Mini. Oh, limited series. Limited series. <laughs> Hopefully get a season two. Uh, yeah, so let's go, uh, Bridget. What were your top TV shows overall for 2020, the worst year of our lives? Okay, just top three. Mm, does Fleabag count? I'm not sure. Killing no. Eve. Watchmen is my like, penultimate. Neither one good. of those are 2020, but we can accept those. Okay, The Boys, The Crown, yeah. So we haven't talked about either one of those. Why do you like each one of those? Well, The Crown, I just love because Olivia Coleman is fantastic. Oh my God, Bridget, that's in my top. I love that stupid show. What? The, uh, the Crown. Oh, The Crown? Oh, it's so good. Well, so this good. season, I didn't, what, the portrayal of Princess Diana is really curious. Like, they, everybody's like, there's a lot of controversy because it's all, a lot of it's kind of made up, but not necessary. But Olivia Coleman's great. And, and, our to girl again from Sex Education, I already forgot her name, who played Margaret Thatcher. Jet. Margaret oh, I'm still leaving that in. Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher. How many cocktails and how many beers, girl? And she jokes just like this. I can't even do it. She's so. Oh, good. she was great. Now, the podcast that I listen to on Twitter is like 50 50. They think she's horrible. And her accent is really weird. She doesn't sound exactly like Mar Margaret Thatcher, but other people have come out. I haven't seen it. Other people have come out and said she made it her own. Some yeah. of, some people are like, that's the worst part of the season is oh. Jillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher. Okay. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And I thought, you know, the, the, I, she did make it her own because I have seen recordings of Margaret Thatcher as the, you know, the iron lady. Well, compare her to Meryl Streep. Oh, Which I, I think Meryl Streep won an Academy Award for that. She did. She won. I think did she win for both? Did she? No, no. She never played the. She never played the queen. But yeah, going back to Bridget's favorites, the, the crown and. See the how rough she is on us, Bridget. <laughs> She's doing your job. This is supposed to be fun. She's holding on to like a hairline for her job. Yeah. So like, it is funny because I hired Nora last episode yeah, and then Mark and Nora, like Nora was hired as a producer, but that's two salaries I'm going to have to pay. And I get, <laughs> I like to pay Carrie one salary and I get all this. Wait, I don't get anything from her. You're right. Yeah. So Bridget, you had the boys, the crown. The boys, that was great. I mean, I like it. It's really graphic. Um, and that was really, it was really well done. Action, action, action. I love that. And I mean, the Billy, I mean, it kind of like got reintroduced to Billy Joel again, which is a kind of a weird. Well, my number, okay, I'll go in three, two, one. I got to say, Better Call Chassal Oh, is one of my favorites. Oh, Entertainment Weekly called it the number one show. I got to yeah. tell you guys, it's, it gets I better. I got to write that down. This last season might be as good as Breaking Bad. I mean. Very, so yeah. out of all, you watch hundreds of shows. Better Call Saul is your number three. I, God, I love it. It's, I need to go back and figure out where I left off because I think I'm like two season or three season. Oh, yeah, Bridget, you got it. This last season, you guys, I think it's season five. I think that's like our 
theme for 2021. I got to go back and see where I left off. <laughs> yeah, that's so like 2019 to yeah. 2021. I got to go back and see where I left off. Yeah, it's it's so good. And it's uh, and now it's like, you know, you see him absolutely. The whole thing is about him transforming into the lawyer that he is in Breaking Bad. But this last season, when he gets into it with these drug dealers, so good. All right. Um, and that woman who plays his wife or girlfriend, oh, that lawyer. Love her. She's great. Yeah, I don't know woman. where she's from or what. She's the, she never really did anything before the show. Great. I but mean, she's fantastic. And that was really, like Carrie really didn't do anything before this podcast. <laughs> she so. might not do anything after this because she's not really yeah. so. <laughs> This is like your last stand. So come on, bring on the rest of the reviews. Okay. My last, oh, last audition. Um, <laughs> My other one is uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, this my last God. Season, that show. This last season, Bridget, you watched it, right? I, I couldn't get through it. Better. Oh, my God. We're so polar opposites on some of this shit. I, gotta tell I you could now. not get through it. Oh, I thought the first season was better. Oh God. I don't know, Bridget. I Okay, between when, what's his name? Laszlo goes and is a bartender and his only disguise is putting a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> That's I have to rewatch it again. Maybe so I you love random humor, Carrie. Oh, I do. It's but, like random. But I love, I do love what we do in the shadows. I thought yeah. it was great. And Guillermo, so good. Yes. And then he I finds think out. That might be a theme for 2021, too. Like what we do in the shadows. <laughs> that was, oh, it was so darn good. What we do behind the mess. Oh, man. And then, right. okay. <laughs> I got to say, you guys turned me on to this one the great. The great. Oh. One. We have not mentioned the great, and Bridget yeah, turned me on to that too. Wait, the great? Yeah, it's one on Prime or Hulu. It's, it's about Catherine the Great. Very beginning. Oh yes, it's so good. Oh my so god, good. Bridget, that is hilarious because you're the one that told us to watch it. <laughs> but to be fair, you told it was probably our very first Zoom call that you told us this. And oh, that is he's so good. Oh my god. That was one of my favorites. Of yeah, that is. Uh, I, I have to say, it's it. not getting much love in the year-end list and in award shows, which is surprising to me because she, she what's her name? She's really oh, good. Is it Elle El Fanning? Elle Fanning, or yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fantastic, and uh, he's great too. Uh, uh, guy from a Wait a minute, I thought it was North Dakota Fanning. <laughs> South Dakota. Oh, South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's yeah. the one that was with Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds. Yeah. She's the other yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was very good. And I just have to give a call out for Shits Creek and Bojack Horseman. Those were awesome. Oh, now, now that you say that, Carrie, yeah. my favorites, I have a top four. Shits Creek is number two. Mm -hmm. The last season was so good, but I will do a shout out, honorable mention of uh, Bojack Horseman. Love Carrie that. is the one who told me to watch it. I watched a ton in 2019 and 2020. Uh, super depressing, super funny, so crazy. But thanks for telling me, Boja. Everybody's got to go and catch up with Borja. To me, that's one of the best Borgia. shows on Netflix. I got to tell yeah, you. It's really, yeah, it is really fun. I need to like watch, I need to pick it back up again. That's another animated show like a Bob's Burger. Bob's Burger, it's, yeah. Like Family Guy and The Simpsons is too easy of an out. Bojack Horseman is so creative. Here's this horse guy that is, animals and people live together and they're both humans. Yeah. animals are all living together yeah. and marrying each other and yeah. it sounds weird but they make it work so I, Jack Horseman. I think they're the puns right the puns on that show are the are the it's the best but Shit's Creek the wedding mm. and then the ending and 
Did you guys not weep at the ending? Carrie, you don't cry at anything. Did you cry at the end of Schitt's Creek? I did not cry, but I got a little choked up. That's for sure. I am all about like weeping over saying goodbye to characters. You know, it's the end and we're not going to have them again, you know? And yes, I was very sad to see them go. I loved when uh, I always get when, <laughs> when the sister's dress was all white. He's like, are you wearing a wedding gown? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, David. No, white David. Dress. He's like, David. that's a wedding gown. <laughs> And I just love that the mom was dressed as like a pope and her, the ring on her pope hat was oh like god. blonde hair yeah. and all her wigs and oh my god, David. it was just great. And it was so sweet and uh, all inclusive and uh, the gay storylines were so great. Okay. And uh, the husband coming out and it's his first time coming out and just Creek overall, but how, who can remember another series that got better over six years? Every year got better and better and better. I would say Shits Creek episode, uh, season one was not as good. And then it got better and better and better. I feel like the last season was really good. But I think there but... was. But. <laughs> feel like there comes the butt, Katrian. <laughs> and I, I'm I, against a lot of like opinion, not just with you guys, but because yeah. Because you're wrong. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I don't think it was as funny as uh, the season prior. I do think it got better as the seasons progressed, but I feel like. Uh, there what was, was better about season five? Uh, what was specifically? Season? What jokes did you like better? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like there what was. What character uh, development did you like better in season five than season six? Just to prove your point. I can't. So prove you don't much. have any. Okay, cool. So <laughs> okay. season six, as I said, was the best. Okay, then there you go. So then this is your show and then you are, you are right. <laughs> and that's all I want you to say, really. Uh, the rest of my top four is uh, Mandalorian was number one, of course, and I can't talk to you two non-nerds about that. I might have my friend- That Mark is on my list. To talk about that. That is on the list. Uh, that is gonna be my Christmas binge. The end of season two was last night, the day before this recording. I watched it twice in one night. I couldn't. I couldn't get enough of it. It was just fantastic. Um, they're doing a better job than the three new movies. Uh, wow. John Favreau, uh, number three after Shit's Creek was Ozark. Oh, oh yeah, that was so good too. Oh now that ending on Ozark, I watched like, I rewound that 30 second rewind on my Roku about five times. No, I guess we can't do spoilers, but I don't even know how they spoilers. filmed it. I loved this tough lawyer woman I at love the her. end. Great. that worked for the syndicate yep. and uh laura linney is should win every award as best actress for 2020 she does not get enough credit she was great in the big c i know I she won that. for that but she is so underrated she is just yeah. queen's gambit. gambit is my number four show of the year queen's gambit i love the that. fashion the cinematography the art direction we've talked a lot about it this yep. year i thought the writing was riveting how do you make an eight episode show the most watched ever in Netflix history. About chess. About, about chess. Okay, cool. How do you make, no, a show that about chess. That was the most watched? That was the most watched limited series in Netflix history. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I'm so glad I was way ahead of it. I, I, I love being ahead and like, oh, everybody else is following. I mean, how, her life was riveting. Her yeah. wigs were riveting, her red wigs. Mm -hmm. I love a gingy chess player. Could that be the name of our episode? The Gingy Just Player? <laughs> You're in review, 2020? Yeah. Did you guys like Queen's Gambit? Or I, I loved it. hate it because it was in my top four. It was so good. and I. It's called I, binging. But I watched it over a course of like 
four to six days. Um, Facing it out. I think I did the same. I, I did like two episodes a day. Yes, that's that's what I tried. And to I do. love that Anya Taylor Joy. She was a, she played a lot of like really interesting roles. She was in The Witch, and she yeah, was, was that uh, good? That I still have that on a list somewhere that I gotta go watch. It's not a horror movie, but it's like suspenseful, and it's I I really like that movie. Um, she was also in one of my favorite movies of the year, which we're not talking about, but it was the remake of Emma. Yeah, oh, that was so great. On Emma. Please go watch that. Please. It's, so good. it's streaming on HBO, HBO Max right now. It's a beautiful movie. And Miranda, the woman who plays Miranda, is playing her cousin in that movie. It's yeah. great. She has an interesting look, but I feel like she's like how Olivia Coleman kind of like broke into like the American scene. Um, I, I forgot the name of Miranda's. Uh, or whatever her name is, the actress. But yeah, I see really big things. Amanda Hart, I think her name is. Miranda yeah. Hart. Um, but Emma's is beautifully shot. It's one of my favorite Emma portrayals of all the Emmas. I forgot that Clueless was basically Emma. Well, you hate the other Emma probably because it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, that's true, sorry. <laughs> Are we done with our favorites? Can we move on to our worst? I thought we already talked about our worst. Movies or TV shows? Uh-huh. I already told you Ratchet was my worst and The Undoing. Um, number two was AJ and the Queen with RuPaul on Netflix. It was absolutely really? horrible, horrible, horrible. I tried to watch it, horrible. but and then my third worst TV show was Away on Netflix with uh Hillary Swank as an astronaut. Oh. Horrible. I watched every episode. See what I, I I get through the horrible because it's hate watch. <laughs> that was a hate watch. What are your worst? I will say a guilty pleasure that I we I don't think we've talked about. Have you guys watched Yellowstone at all? No. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Oh, when I started watching, which is a horrible show, I can't even start came finish it. It's um ABC. What's the name of that guy? The first played... network that we've even mentioned. Oh yeah. Dark Skies. That's like I've only seen like three episodes. It's terrible. That's wow. on I've heard people work. love it. It's horrible. It's Again, it's like one of the network produced shows. Terrible. Well, we're going to end this on the high note. Can I read <laughs> one more like a comedy series that, or comedy comedian that I thought was really good? Michelle Buteau. Oh, I had that on my list. It's really good. He's my two favorite well, stand-up comedians this year. My number two stand-up is Fortune Feimster, Sweet and Salty. Really mm-hmm. funny. Uh, that's one of my favorite shows on Sirius is with her and Tom Papa. Uh, Netflix is a joke. It's a great morning show. Every day I start out my day with Fortune and Tom Papa. Um, I was going to say Jerry uh, Seinfeld's uh, stand-up was very good this year, too. I don't know who that is. I haven't heard of him. <laughs> yeah. You might make it. He's kind of an asshole, but then it was kind of like, basically what his uh, stand-up was all about. Like, he kind of sucks. My gym teacher was named Jerry. <laughs> so on that note, we're so glad we got deeper into Bridget's teachers. Bridget, if you were going to start off our podcast, how would you introduce our pod? Pretend that you are introducing our episode. So the question to me is like, how would I introduce the podcast if I was going to do the intro for next year? Yes. Uh, Okay. How would I introduce you guys? Did you prepare the guests for this beforehand? No, that's the point. We don't want to. We want them to see like, Oh gosh! We like, learned, J.K. No one knows the name of our podcast, so I like putting them on the spot. Do you want to say? Here we go. One, two, three. There's nothing super great about these two unsuper great people. 
So here goes the Not Super Great Podcast with JK and Carrie. You know, that was really good, Bridget. That might be the best. You were the first one who got it right. (laughs) And it was funny. (laughs) I think that might be our lead-in for next year, JK. (laughs) Or the next episode. I I don't have to do it. I love it, Bridget. You say that to all the guests. I don't know if there's going to be a season three, Bridget. That's why I probably want to bring it up in the next episode. I mean, I would do a podcast against, you know, when you're like, so just saying the podcast died. It I wasn't think that great, we already that. talked about our podcast could be the contrarians. <laughs> you guys would be good. Yeah. Wait, but will I be a guest? Oh, no. Yeah, so thanks, ladies, for being <laughs> with me uh, on this year in review 2020, the TV show edition. I'm hoping in 2021, we won't be watching as much TV and we'll get out there and live life after the vaccine is delivered. So thanks so much. Happy holidays, ladies. Happy holidays. Thanks, B. Thanks, you guys. guys. Love you, B. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye, guys. Happy holidays. See you in 2021. Ciao, ciao. Not Super Great Podcast with J.K. and Carrie. Executive produced by John Cassane and Carrie Whalen. Talent producer is Carrie Whalen. Engineered and recorded by John Cassane. Edited by John Cassane. Photography by John Cassane. Social media director is John Cassane. Content manager is John Cassane. Head writer is Carrie Whalen. Art director is John Cassane. Voiceover by Bernie. And of course, everything else that's needed to get this dumb thing on air, John Cassane. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio apps. This has been a JK production.